He is the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, as heard many times on the Ira Kaufman podcast. The great Sean Sullivan is here now with his new podcast, Best in Class, presented by Bill Curry Ford. You love diving into all things NFL draft, but what about after the draft? That's what this weekly podcast is about, and a little bit of Buccaneers talk too. Keeping up with the rookies and second-year guys around the NFL, how they are playing, how they're being used, and much more. Here he is, Sean Sullivan. Hi, this is Sean Sullivan from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Welcome to the Best in Class uh, podcast. Glad to be back. I apologize uh, for missing my podcast last week. I've been out of town uh, traveling. No more traveling. I am home. Thank God. I'm very happy to be here. Very happy to be with you guys. Thank you for all the outpouring, asking me where the podcast was. I, pr- I, I promise I won't miss another one. It's just hard to do when you're out of town when you don't have the proper equipment. I'm sure you guys understand. It's not something you can call in on a phone and do very well. So uh, obviously follow us at uh, Bill Curry Ford Tampa. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, all the rest of the stuff. Grace, what am I missing? Uh, it's Bill Curry Tampa. Bill Curry Tampa. And it's Instagram as well. And it's Instagram as well. So, yeah, that's why I have Grace. She's amazing. <laughs> Let's talk about some cool things that are going on in December for Bill Curry Ford. So, one, we just had a visit from AMI. These are young leaders in our community. These are going to be great kids. Bill Curry Ford uh, and Jennifer and her family bought Air Force uh, Ones for these children who share shoes. Uh, And I did say that right, Uh, in Tampa, Florida in 2021, we have young men who have to share clothes and shoes on a daily basis, and uh, that's just unacceptable. So we're buying them shoes. These are great young men, and we're very excited. Please see on Facebook and Instagram, you can see some really great pictures. Um, To show my age, I was so excited. These kids were hugging me, and and they were just so sweet. And uh, I was telling them about it. I said, you know, Nellie sang this amazing song about Air Force Ones. And they're like, who's Nelly? And I'm like, okay, he's got a Hardee's sandwich if you haven't seen the commercial. But showing my age, so it is what it is. We have Toys for Tots going on in December. Please come and drop off a toy at Bill Curry Ford. You know, it'd be nice if you buy a car, buy a part, uh, get your car serviced or get a body shop at our world-class body shop, get some paint done. If you do that, that's great. If not, please drop off a toy. We really do push this toy drive. Grace does an amazing job. She's working with a, with a wonderful business and this amazing woman named Gloria. Uh, who puts this all together for Toys for Tots for, for Hyde Park, South Tampa. Um, and she's a wonderful uh, person, and uh, we really want to give her a bunch of toys so that we can have a big Christmas for these kids. Uh, come down and order your new F-150 Lightning, Bronco, Bronco Sport, Maverick, uh, whatever. You guys can order whatever you want. Just come down. We'll talk football. We'll sell you some cars, service you some cars, whatever you guys need. I'm here for you. Uh, let's get into some football. Um, I'm not going to talk about last week's football. Uh, the week before, I said the Bucks should take care of business against the Giants. We did. We won 30 to 10. There's really nothing to discuss about that game. We did what we were supposed to do. My only concern, you know, was a couple of things in that game where I said well, we've got to fix a couple of things, and they really showed in the Indianapolis game. But I don't want to go negative on this game. One, we had a short week, and we played one of the hottest teams in in football besides the Patriots. I don't think you could play a hotter team than the Colts, who just beat the Bills and just crushed the Bills the week before who are obviously um, a playoff uh, team and possibly Super Bowl contender. We played them in their house. They were excited. They were playing the Super Bowl champion uh, Buccaneers. They gave us their best shot. Frank Reich is a brilliant coach. He came up with a what I think was a brilliant game plan. He tried to run. He immediately switched to 
to attacking um, our corners. As soon as uh, Jamal Dean got hurt on that play, he went to the outside throws. You could see that Carson Wentz got comfortable and he started really throwing the ball well. Well, anyway, we won the game uh, 38 to 31. You guys watched it. It was a great game. Indy had four turnovers, thank God. Those four turnovers led to 21 points, which was the difference in the game. But we played, I don't want to hear, like I, I've already heard all, like yesterday and today, a bunch of negative talk about how uh, we looked and how we're, you know, and that we won on the road, but we didn't win in convincingly faction and we got all these problems on the team. Forget all that, guys. We're 8-3, and three, right? We played the second hottest team, if not the hottest team in football, who just came off a massive win against a uh, division opponent who's a Super Bowl contender. They have the best running back in the NFL. Um, they have a brilliant head coach. We played them at home with all the momentum, and we walked out of there with a win. We scored 38 points on the road. There's nothing but positive things to talk about. Playoff Lenny uh, had 17 carries, uh, 100 yards, three TDs, caught seven balls, 31 yards, one TD. Just so you guys know, I've talked about this, and I'm going to pat myself on the back like I always do. I'm going to tell you I'm right about playoff Lenny. I've talked about this since week one. I've told you we had a Pro Bowl running back layoff of him. He had the best Super Bowl uh, of any running back that I've ever seen. If you, if, you're, if you think I'm exaggerating or you don't think that that's accurate, watch the game again. Without playoff Lenny, we don't win that game against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. He dominated them. Watch the game. He had one of the best performances I have ever seen in a playoff game. In that, in that obviously, he's now Lombardi Lenny. He has 51 receptions, guys. That's third in the NFL for running backs. And he, he, he could take over the lead this week, the way we're throwing him the ball. Seven times, eight times. He had caught 11 balls the week prior. I will tell you this. I talked about how he did in Jacksonville. I talked to you and I said, everybody, relax about the running back position. We got a guy that caught 76 balls when he was with Jacksonville, which was second only to McCaffrey. The guy can not only run, he can catch. He has terrific hands. Okay, so as you can see, Tom Brady has a lot of confidence in him. And at the end of that game, when he rolled off that 28-yard touchdown run, did you see those guys not want to tackle him? By the fourth quarter, they were done. They didn't want anything to do with the guy. They, 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 they were arm tackling, trying to grab his jersey. All right, good luck. That's Lombardi Lenny. Yeah, good luck with that guy. That guy's a Pro Bowl starter. That guy's a terrific running back and a receiving back and a third down back. He's the complete package. The way we sprinkled in... Ronald Jones was fantastic. I thought we, we, we really used him well. He comes in and gives us that little short burst. He was averaged seven yards a carry. Uh, Jalen Darden, our fourth-round pick out of North Texas, he, you know, he's returning, trying to stay positive. He looks hesitant. Uh, he still averaged 20 yards a, a, a return. I just don't know what I think about him as a returner. I know we're just trying to fill that position uh, and get him on the field and get him some reps. So, um, you know, I'm going to go with the coaches on this and, and, and say, listen, let's – Keep him back there and see if he can continue to get reps and get better. Joe Tryon, our first-round pick out of Washington, he played in the game, had no tackles. He did have a, a QB hurry that, that uh, forced a bad third down throw that, that was a three and out. I will tell you, I'm not quite sure I understand how they're using him. You know, he's dropping back in coverage, which, as you saw, um, doesn't work well when defensive ends drop back in coverage because they never drop back far enough in the zone. I, I don't like that part of Todd Bowles' scheme. I think Todd Bowles is a brilliant coordinator. I don't like taking uh, pass rushers and dropping them into pass coverage, but that's what we're doing with Joe Tryon. And then other times I saw that he was um, getting double teamed. And to have a guy like Joe Tryon, who hasn't really made a name for himself, getting double teamed 
That just means, um, that's just respect. Uh, I, I saw it several times uh, in the game against Indy. Um, but hopefully he'll get, uh, he'll get some more playing time. As you guys saw, Jason Pierre-Paul is just in a lot of pain. It looks like he's giving it everything he's got. He's, he's missing some arm tackles, as you can uh, you know, um, some of the running plays in the fourth quarter. He had his arms wrapped around him, and, and, he, and he was able to run through his arm tackles. So that shoulder is obviously a big issue. We wish Pierre Paul the best. I love that guy. I hope that he gets healthy uh, for the playoffs. But he's not going to get healthy if we don't sit him. And I, I, I just think that he needs to sit and get healthy. We're going to talk about um, a friend of Bill Curry Ford. That's Murphy Bunting, Sean Murphy Bunting. And I, I will tell you um, what a difference he's made in this game. Uh, not in, in last week, if you can't tell the difference, the fact that he's actually guarding a, a, a wide receiver on the other team, he has made a big difference. He's not even in football shape yet, guys, and he's still making plays. And that long um, uh, TD pass on him that was a scheme issue. You know, the safety missed it over the top help. So I'm not going to blame him. But what a difference he makes. Thank God he's back. Can't wait to get Davis back. You really don't know how much you miss these guys unless you see Pierre Desaire play. I, I think that um, Desaire is a, a good tackler, but he plays eight yards off. So I, I, know, whatever, I know what play you guys are watching because I watched the same play when it was third and four there and the and, – uh, they're right next to the goal line, and Pierre's like um, eight yards off the receiver. You're basically conceding the Mike Smith first down. It drives me nuts, but, you know, again, I'm not going to complain because the, the guy played his heart out. I, I just wish that somebody would tell him, listen, if you, if you play up on the receiver and you get beat, you just get beat. I would rather get beat than have the guy catch the ball in front of me for a first down over and over and over again. It drives me nuts. Mike Evans and Godwin and Scotty Miller just weren't factors in this game. It looked like the, the, the play design was to allow – they wanted somebody besides Brady to beat him. They really wanted to see if we could run the ball. I think they, they figured that out that we can. That Scotty Miller um, route where uh, another interception that wasn't Tom Brady's fault, like last week, the one that went off of Evans' shoulder pads. This one where Scotty Miller broke off his route, went inside instead of outside. Brady threw a perfect ball to the outside sideline. I don't know – if Scotty Miller just gave up on the play, I'm not quite sure. But, you know, in his defense, he's just getting back, and um, he needs to work into a rhythm with Brady. This is a good time to get involved in that. So I'm a big fan of Scotty Miller, and um, I'm sure he's going to get it right. Mike Evans, on the, on the first couple of plays of the game, you know, I said um, the last podcast, I said I'd rather go to Mike Evans to start the game, and uh, I'm going to do something I don't do very often, and that's correct myself. I think I'm absolutely wrong. Um, because Mike Evans, at the beginning of games, doesn't seem like he's involved in the games. He, I don't know. He was literally, I, I don't know, he was looking at the sideline. And, and on, on third down, Brady threw a rope. He could have scored a touchdown on it. And the ball, if you watch the replay, went, it, it actually hit his arm. And just went. he never even turned and looked. It was very odd. I, I would like to talk to Mike and find out what happened on that play, just out of curiosity, not because, because I think that uh, – there's an issue. I just thought, I, I don't know if, 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 he, if he's missing the read, but it, he did it the week prior, too. With the, but that wasn't his fault. That was a Tyler Johnson catch, and then Mike Evans was supposed to go out and block and got hit with the ball. But there just seems to be some miscommunication at the start of games. The only thing I can think of is, and Brady even looks a little confused at the beginning of games, I know that the beginning of games are scripted, and I know that you script the first sets of plays. And I wonder if... They're just not comfortable with the install of the first nine or ten plays. Because once the game gets going and Brady's calling plays and 
Brady's, um, you know, doing Brady stuff. Um, it seems like we're much more involved in the game. Uh, thank you, Gronk, for showing up in this game and, and, uh, and playing well. Uh, a guy that I have not given a lot of um, uh, props to, Mike Edwards, um, is a safety we drafted at Kentucky. In his rookie year, he just looked completely lost. He, doesn't, he didn't even look like he belonged in the NFL. Um, and it, I guess it, it takes players, some people pick it up sooner, some people pick it up later. Mike Edwards seems like he's really playing well. He was a difference maker, not just on the kick return, and that was all over ESPN. Forget that. That was obviously a great play. The guy was running his top speed um, of the game, which is fine. That's all, that's all for ESPN. They, you guys can all talk about that. I want to talk about the fact that he had a forced fumble, that he's actually – he almost had a second forced fumble. He had two pass defense at his position, and, he's, and he played solid uh, tackling the ball. I just – I just wanted to give a shout-out to Mike Edwards and say thank you as a Bucks fan. Thank you for putting it together. As far as rookies on the Colts, um, Quiddy Pay, uh, the first-round uh, draft pick, defensive end out of Michigan, had a sack. He had constant pressure on Brady. It looks like he's going to be a player. Congratulations to the Bucks winning 38-31. to Congratulations on an 8-3 record. I'm very proud of you guys on a short week on the road playing the second or first hottest team in the NFL. You came away with what you needed to do. You won. I don't care that we had four turnovers. Sometimes the ball bounces our way, sometimes it doesn't. I do like the fact that we had our least penalized game of the season, and we chose this game for that. I love it. Good, good job, guys. Um, on to uh, the 49ers game. Uh, San Francisco beat the Vikings 34-26. to uh, Elijah Mitchell, the six-round draft pick out of Louisiana, had 27 carries, 133 yards, and a TD. I told you that he's a young running back. He looks like he's a star. He's he, – just when he's healthy, which has been tough, um, he has been absolutely lights out. And Brandon Ayuk, the first-round draft pick last year out of Arizona State, had three catches for 91 yards. 49ers have, with Debo Samuel, they have a really good offense going right now with Garoppolo. So we'll see how. But they're getting hot at the right time. There's nobody to talk about in the Vikings. Um, uh, the game was actually a very physical game. Um, and, uh, and the 49ers actually just pulled it out, 34-26. to 26. Um, Ravens Browns, uh, Ravens uh, won this game 16 to 10. Jeremiah Wusu Kormora, the Notre Dame um, linebacker slash safety hybrid that I talked about on the Joe Bucks fan draft podcast, and I said this guy was a top player. He ended up falling to the second round for some reason. I don't know. I think some of these evaluators should be drug tested. I mean, uh, this guy is fantastic. He put the film on. He 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 did everything he was supposed to do to combine. He only had 12 tackles and a sack in this game. With th this guy is a true difference maker. He's just a terrific defensive player. He's going to be a star for the Browns for a long time. Uh, Greg Newsom, their first-round draft pick corner out of Northwestern, he's just a solid physical corner. I thought they played just excellent um, against, the, uh, uh, against the Ravens. Um, you know they had four picks against uh, Lamar Jackson. I'm sure everyone has seen that already. The Browns really struggled. It, it's starting with, it's, it starts with the quarterback. He's hurt. Everybody knows he's hurt. He needs to sit. Um, he just doesn't look healthy. He doesn't look, he, he doesn't look good at all. Um, and the Browns rushed for 40 yards. The Cleveland Browns, with the two-headed monster of Chubb and Hunt, actually rushed for 40 yards. That's why you lost, guys. You've got to get back to running the ball, and you, you, you need to sit your quarterback. Uh, on to the next game, Washington and Seattle. Washington won 17-15. to 15. Uh, Antonio Gibson, the running back out of Memphis, who was a third-round pick of Washington, had 29 carries in the game for 111 yards. 
On the surface, it looks like a great game. He averaged 3.8 yards a carry. He averaged 2.7 yards a carry against the Bucs. So, again, he's, a, he's an average player, um, but he's a very physical running back. Um, Heineke played a very disciplined game. He completed 17 passes under, underneath. He didn't throw anything long. He, he looked like, to me, he didn't want to throw an interception against the Seahawks. The Seahawks' offense is absolutely terrible. Uh, Russell Wilson had another terrible game. So Washington won 17-15. to They're on a three-game win streak. Um, so uh, congratulations to Washington because uh, I hate the Seahawks. Hope they lose every game. Uh, New England, Tennessee. Uh, New England won 36-13 to over Tennessee. The story of this is going to be the rookie of the year, Mac Jones, uh, the Alabama first-round draft pick. Um, I talked about him on the, on the Joe Buckspin podcast, said that the, he should have went to the 49ers. Instead, he dropped to 15 to the, to the uh, Patriots, which I had him in my mock going 15 because I knew the 49ers were going to screw that pick up, but it makes no difference at this point. He completed 23 of 32 passes um, for three TDs. Um, the guy the guy's just – he's just playing so well inside the offense. They really – they really have brought, have brought him along the correct way. He's obviously rookie of the year. The, the Patriots are going to the playoffs. And we'll see uh, what Mac does in the playoffs. We'll see if he can continue this. He's super accurate, guys. If you're not watching the Patriots play, the ball is where it's supposed to be every time this guy throws the ball. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, the running back out of Oklahoma, was a fourth-round pick. Um, he's taking carries from Damian Harris. He had nine carries, 46 yards. Um, he was the preseason star. He is playing extremely well. It looks like uh, Belichick has some confidence in him. Uh, Damian Harris, the the, sec- the third-round pick last year out of Alabama, had 11 carries for 40 yards. So right now it looks like a 50-50 split, which who would have thought that would have happened from a guy who didn't even play the first five games of the season. Kyle Duggar, uh, the safety out of Lenore Ryan, he was a second-round pick of the New England Patriots. We have not talked about him on this podcast. He had nine tackles in this game. The weird thing about Bill Belichick is he seems to really understand corners and safeties very well, and he drafts them extremely well. This guy uh, is just playing over his head, and maybe this is how he's going to play, but he is just playing fantastic. And I was like, I made a note of it because I was like, this guy's all over the field. Really good uh, uh, tackler. Uh, Tennessee, really, without uh, King Henry, uh, they still had uh, two 100-yard rushers, but here's the problem. Ryan Tannehill... You know, threw for 90 yards. He had a terrible game. But here's the thing. When your top wide receiver only has 25 yards in the game, you're going to lose. Their top wide receiver had 25 yards. So there you go, Tennessee. Um, they're just dealing with a lot of injuries. Um, let's see if they get healthy, how, how it gets. Um, on to the next game, Giants um, and the Eagles. Giants won this game 13-7. to So the, I've had the Jalen Hurts conversation. He's the second-round pick out of Oklahoma of the Eagles, and I've had this conversation all year long where I said he just does enough to, to, to not win or not lose. He's just not exciting. And then he has some, a couple of spectacular games, and then this is a game where he just took it off. He completed 14 passes uh, for 129 yards, and he just didn't – he never looked comfortable against the Giants, and it, it just looked like he just didn't want to be there. It's, it's really strange. These, both these teams lack talent. I mean, it is what it is. They – they have some good players, but overall, the, the teams are not good rosters, and that's just what happens. Again, Giants win 13-7. to uh, Broncos Chargers. Broncos won 28-13. Uh, Javante Williams, been talking about him since week one. North Carolina running back, second-round pick of the Broncos. 14 carries, 54 yards, TD. Caught three balls for 57 yards. He was a big difference for the Broncos in this game. The, this was a very physical game. 
The Chargers are terrible against a run. The Broncos' offensive line dominated the game. Pat Sertain, the second, first-round draft pick out of Alabama. We've talked about him all year as a solid uh, corner. Um, we, we, we said he probably is going to be a star. In this game, he had two picks in this and two pass defense. One, he took one to the house. Um, he was very, very good in this game. Um, he looks like he's going to be a shutdown corner, and it looks like he's going to be good for a long time. So congratulations to the Broncos, 28-13 winners over the Chargers. Packers-Rams. Packers won 36-28 over the Rams. I, this was a very good game to watch. I love this game. Neither one of these teams have any rookies to talk about. I'm just going to glance over this game. But I will tell you, um, Stafford, after this game, everybody was talking about how, how bad Matt Stafford is playing. And I'm thinking to myself, the guy completed 21 of 38 for 302, three TDs. 21 of 38, 302, three TDs. He didn't give up 36 points to the Packers. So, to me, the Rams' defense is what's playing poorly, not, not their offense. Um, I mean, if you score 28 points on the road, you have a good chance of winning. They scored 28 points on the road. Uh, but Stafford, uh, it, again, it looks to me like he's, he was much more comfortable before um, uh, OBJ came in there. It, it absolutely, um, he, he just looks like he's forcing to, the ball to him. Uh, and I, you knew that was going to happen, and I knew all the Bucks fans wanted him. I was like, Why, I, don't, I don't want him on the team. A playoff team just dropped him, and then the Giants dropped him. I, I just don't think he's good for the locker room. And he, he, I think he puts pressure on quarterbacks to throw him the ball. And it just doesn't work out well for anybody. On to the next game, uh, the Cincy-Pittsburgh game. Cincy won 41-10. to um, Wow, this game was uh, completely dominated by Cincy. Uh, Pittsburgh did, really had no fight. Their defense was soft. It was, uh, it was really pathetic. Uh, the only highlight of this game that I enjoyed was watching um, T.J. Watt uh, uh, push Joe Burrow around on an interception. That was kind of funny. Najee Harris, uh, the first running back taken out of Alabama on the first round by the Pittsburgh Steelers, is really struggling the last three games, 2.9 yards a carry. Um, he's really giving the, the Pittsburgh n nothing right now. Uh, Pat Fryermuth, I brought this guy up about four weeks ago, said he was going to be uh, a target of Ben Rosselberger. I was correct. Uh, he's their second-round pick out of Penn uh, State. He had four for 40 and another TD. He's a red zone target. It looks like he's going to be a, a guy that's going to continue to get um, catches and TDs for the rest of the year. Uh, T. Higgins, uh, the second-round pick out of Clemson last year, had six catches for 114 yards and a TD. He really benefits from the double teams on Jamar Chase, who was the uh, Cincinnati's first-round draft pick at LSU. He had three catches for 39 yards. But T. Higgins is really coming into his own. Uh, he seems to be becoming a, a favorite target of Joe Burrow. He's catching everything thrown his way. So... Uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals are just, they have a good defense and they're just rolling with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and, um, and uh, Mixon at running back. That's a, that's a really good team. I'm looking forward to see what they do in the playoffs. Next game, the Jets and the Houston Texans. You really have to lose a bet to watch this game. It's a it was a terrible game to watch. You just kept hoping that the game would end. Uh, the Jets won 21-14. Zach Wilson the first-round draft pick out of BYU of the Jets. Uh, he came back for this game. He completed a solid 14 passes for 145 yards, and he had a pick. His QB rating for this game, by the way, they won, was 9.8. That's under, that's under 10. Yes, it's 9.8 QBR rating. That's, uh, that's bad, guys. And they still won. Players for the Jets, you know, they have Vera Tucker, um, 
Yeah, he was their first-round uh, guard. They picked out of USC. He's he's playing very well. Michael Carter, their running back, did not play in this game. Um, Elijah Moore, who was their second-round pick out of Louisiana, he he had like four catches. He wasn't a big difference maker. Houston's just bad, guys. I mean, they don't have a lot of talent. They struggle through these games, and they and the Jets' defense, which has been the worst defense in the league, held Houston to 14 points. So. Congratulations to somebody, I guess. Somebody had to win the game. Jets win 21-14. Atlanta played Jacksonville. Atlanta won 21-14. Trevor Lawrence, the first-round draft pick out of Clemson, 23-42 uh, for 228 yards. It's only five yards a, a, a pass completion. That's not good. And, he had, and Jacksonville fumbled the ball three times in this game. Uh, that's just terrible. Kyle Pitts didn't have a good game. He was the first-round draft pick out of Florida for Atlanta. Another hard game to watch. My goodness. These teams should just quit. I mean, they should just call these games at halftime and just say, guys, just good, good effort, go home. Right? You know, these, these people are terrible. The, the one thing I wrote in my notes about this game was the Jacksonville was Jaden Mickens was returning punts for Jacksonville. And I'm thinking, that poor guy, we must really hate him. We, we kicked him off our team. Uh, we, we cut him, obviously, we needed a spot, and then Jacksonville picked him up, and he's now on the worst team in the NFL, going from the Super Bowl champions. I'm sorry, Jaden, uh, you played hard for us. Uh, I wish you the very best. Maybe you can get, uh, you, can, you can come back with the Bucks in the offseason, but uh, don't get hurt in, uh, in Jacksonville. Uh, Miami played the Panthers, uh, the stinking Panthers. Miami won 33-10. Cam Newton sucks. Um, he had a 5.4 QBR. Laptop stealer, can't wait for him to retire, uh, get out of the NFL. Or please make sure you start both games against the Bucks. We still have you for two more games this year. Uh, Tua, who was the first-round draft pick out of Alabama, uh, went 27-31 to for 230 yards and a TD. Very, very game manager-ish. Uh, didn't make any, any mistakes. Uh, I thought he played well in his offense. Jalen Waddell, the first-round draft pick out of Alabama, nine receptions for 137 yards. Guys, I've talked about Jalen Waddle since first week. This guy's a star. His speed is a difference. It's, it's a big difference if he has a quarterback. Miami fumbled the ball four times in this game and still won 33-10. Four fumbles, and you win 33-10. That means the other team really sucks. Um, Jalen Phillips, the defensive end out of Miami, first-round draft pick. Uh, uh, he had three sacks in the game, four tackles. He has six-and-a-half sacks on the year. What a coming out party for Jalen. He really played well in this game. Congratulations to him. He was a guy that was rumored to go to the Bucs. He actually went a couple of picks before the Bucs um, drafted Joe Tryon. But congratulations, Jalen Phillips, on, on a solid year. It looks like you're on a 10-sack pace, so I hope you get it. On to the next game, uh, Bears-Lions. For those of you guys who were home on Thanksgiving, which I hope everybody had a terrific Thanksgiving, the Bears won this game 16-14 to by default. Uh, the Lions called uh, two consecutive timeouts in this game uh, at the end of the game. Wow. There was no Justin Fields in this game for the Bears. Cole Komet, uh, the tight end, he was a second-round draft pick out of Notre Dame, had 11 targets in this game from Andy Dalton. He had eight catches for 65 yards. Darnell Mooney is a fifth-round pick out of Tulane. He's starting for the Bears. He had five catches, 123 yards. He's been playing well. He just has inconsistent hands. So one, one minute he's a star. The next minute he just drops everything thrown to him. As if you watch the Bucks bears game this year, he, he couldn't catch a ball. Uh, Jalen Johnson's the cornerback out of Utah, second-round pick. He had six tackles and one forced fumble. So that was good. Um, Detroit had, uh, uh, you know, Pinay Sewell was their first-round draft pick out of Oregon. It was his can't-miss tackle. Uh, he was moved to right tackle. He had two holding penalties in the game. But 
But that whole offensive line is terrible for Lions, so he's going to at least anchor them. And then their second-round pick, Levi Orzukariki. I, I hope I say that right because I mean him no disrespect because he's a terrific player. Out of Washington, defensive tackle. Um, he had two tackles and a sack. Um, he really disrupts the the um, defensive line all, uh, and really plays the run well. Um, so if you look at the Lions, yes, they don't have a lot of talent. They have a lot of draft picks coming up. We're going to be talking in the offseason about what they're going to do. But I will tell you that um, the, the first two picks in the Lions draft, I think those guys are keepers. And I, I think that um, whether, whether Robert Sally's back or not as head coach, um, they, they at least drafted well this past year. Raiders-Cowboys. Raiders won 36-33 over the Cowboys. Dallas played without Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb in a hurt Zeke. So I don't really know if that's um, – uh, a real Cowboys team, but they played them to the last snap. So congratulations on how hard Dallas played without some of their stars. Mika Parsons, the first-round draft pick out of Penn State. He's a defensive player of the year. Five tackles, one sack, nine sacks in the season. He's tracking uh, 13 and a half sacks and um, a bunch of tackles for loss. He is a, a true superstar for Dallas. Um, there's really nobody to talk about in the Raiders um, as far as rookies are concerned, but they did win 36-33. Uh, Derek Carr played very well for the Raiders, so uh, congratulations on getting a win over the Cowboys. Bills, Saints. Bills won 31-6 over the Saints. The Saints have lost four in a row since their miraculous win over the Super Bowl champions, and Trevor Simeon, again, has not won a game since he beat the Bucs. Um, the Saints suck. Hope they lose every game. Uh, Greg Rousseau, first-round draft pick in Miami of the Bills. He's just a solid player. He's played very well. A.J. Espinoza, who was the second-round pick out of Iowa, he was actually linked to the Bucs as a pass rusher. Uh, he was drafted by the Bills. He is um, struggling as a pass rusher, so he hasn't been uh, that great. But I have a song that I want to play for the New Orleans uh, season. If I don't do this right, guys, I'm new to the podcasting, so I'm doing my very best on this. But I hope the point gets across. So this is to all the New Orleans fans that are listening. Here we go. You guys get the idea. You guys suck. So I uh, hope you lose every game. Uh, I, I loved watching you guys walk off in defeat and uh, getting blown out by the Bills, who, by the way, got blown out by the Colts, who the Bucks just beat on the road on a short week. Um, loved watching you um, lose games, not catch balls, can't rush the passer, couldn't tackle. Sean Payton looks like he for the, for, uh, doesn't have a, a clue what he's doing right now. So that's all good. But don't worry. They have their new $90 million guy coming back <laughs> next week. Uh, I'm sure he's going to do a terrific job saving their season. I don't know if he's a quarterback. I don't know if he's uh, a running back or a tight end or an H-back or a wide receiver. But Jason Hill, uh, I wish you the very best. Um, so I have a theory on why New Orleans gave this guy $92 million. By the way, he has no stats to go by. So you can't, he doesn't have sacks or catches or TDs or, or things that most people follow. So here's my theory on this. One, he is a key witness in Bounty Gate against Sean Baton. That's what I'm thinking. Second, he is um, related or marrying Sean Payton's daughter. Third, Sean Payton sucks. So either one of those three uh, I'm going with. Um, so 
have no idea why they're tying. They have a t salary cap issue, and they're giving this kid uh, ninety-two million dollars for doing absolutely nothing. But who knows? Congratulations on the Saints for for being terrible. All right, so that wraps up the, uh, this week. I can't wait to get back next week. We won't miss another time. Uh, the Bucks play the Falcons, which is super exciting. Uh, don't forget to visit us at uh, Bill Curry Ford Tampa. Grace is looking at me. It's Bill Curry uh, Tampa. Uh, go to our website, uh, www.billcurryford.com. See our wonderful specials that we have for end of the year. We have a bunch of blowout specials. We do have some new car inventory, contrary to what the news says. We have a solid 61 vehicles uh, for sale. I'm joking, we probably have 62, but we have some great deals, lifetime warranty on all of our vehicles, 10-year roadside assistance, two years complimentary maintenance. Your car is not worth more now, is worth more now than it ever will be. So everybody says, oh, the new car prices are high, but it's, it's all relative because your car is worth so much more money too. So please bring it to me. I'll buy it, even if you don't buy anything from me, I'll buy your car, let me know. You guys enjoy your uh, ride home. Uh, Sean Sullivan, best in class out. <laughs>